Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We need your help, though, because we're digital. You can share this far and wide, and um, we have a really interesting show for you today. It's provocative, and it builds off of what I did on our TV end with uh, Sam Arnold, and we call him Pastor Sam. And Pastor Sam is a man who has tremendous knowledge, information, never been wrong about Latin America yet. And he made some allegations I'll get into here with regarding the governor of Texas. And I think it fits into the present crisis we're looking at. We're going to get into that with our guest, Susan Bradford. Because we think we've got a lot of, um, shall we say, uh, pretenders in our midst. It's not just Tulsi Gabbard. We have a lot of Trojan horses. And we're going to get into that here with Susan Bradford in just a minute. But first of all, I need to let you know that we are looking at, um, well, food and water problems. Uh, and I'm going to detail about the food. You've heard me talk about it enough. You, we, we've not raised our prices. We still have sales. And most of the food companies have gone out of business, and we believe they sold out to the government. In fact, in a couple of instances, we know that's true. And uh, we're one of the few left standing. So you're saying, well, I'll be okay. I'll weather the storm. Okay, good luck to you. Don't knock on my door. But to everybody else who says, I need to do more, because everyone's saying the food supply is in jeopardy. Well, okay, go to preparewithdave.com. It's that simple. You can get it that way, preparewithdave.com. And you're going to need water filtration because of the roving blackouts. Um, I don't know how long they're going to shut your power down, but this is a nationwide phenomenon. And uh, so you're going to have to have good water filtration. We recommend one filter per person. The Alexa Pro water filter is on its last legs. As you know, they shut down for a while. They found some in the supply chain, and I'm the only vendor in the United States right now selling this. And there is a limited supply, and so right now is the time. I don't think there's no there's no limit on ordering, so you can get as many as you can. If you have three people in your family, I think you need three because volume will become a problem when you have to go out and scavenge for water. So go to waterwithdave.com. And as you know, I'm a customer of Noble Gold. Yeah, you know the rest. You can't have your money in the bank. Well, operating capital, and someday you'll lose that operating capital. So you have no more than two months, and then you have to diversify, and that's what I've done with Noble Gold, or the best there is, 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347. Well, we know about Susan's background. Um, let's put it this way. She knows the people in Europe. 
She knows some of the most powerful people in Europe. She's worked for CBS News, and she's kind of looked at things and jumped to the other side and is now exposing a lot of the things that she's able to because of her background and knowledge. Susan, do you think I characterized that fairly? I think you have, um, though I, I believe in my heart I've, I've always served the public interest, even if I did work you know, for some powerful players on the global stage. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And do you think that you're, um, when you were working with some of these powerful people, did they cross your lines of morality and you had to recoil? Um, I never really saw um, the immorality that has been exposed in our media. Um, I, I never was um, uh, exposed to the pedophilia or any of the satanic rituals. Um, the people I knew in London um, embraced globalism like a religion. There were many who believed that if we could have a global government, that war would be eradicated, we could have prosperity for all. I think many of them did drink the Kool-Aid. Um, I know that the Rothschild, I met Baron Robert Rothschild, who's one of the architects of the European Cold Steel Community, European Commission, which ultimately became the European Union. And he had told me in an interview that he, his family was aspiring to create a global dictatorship. Um, he, that, that, his remarks raised a, a red flag, but most of the people I worked with um, were very noble in how they conducted themselves, which I, I know may be a surprise for many people to hear. I, I certainly did not see any of the corruption that is you know, now well known. Okay. Okay. That, uh, and, of course, people aren't going to walk around with that on their sleeve either and say, Hi, I'm That's so-and-so, true. and this is what I stand for, and I know you'll find that repulsive. Um, mm-hmm. They don't do that. So I think pretty That's interesting um, that you've had those connections because I think a lot of us on our side of the fence would love to have had those connections at some point because of the insight would have been invaluable. Um, I want to jump into something here that's highly controversial and i'm going to bring you in as the expert judge on this okay. i've got a source named sam Arnold, pastor sam and he is unbelievably knowledgeable about latin america and everything he has given me has been outstanding and his work has stood the test of time he has said something and a few years later it's really borne out mm-hmm. and so i trust sam and sam came to me about a month ago uh, regarding Governor Abbott and uh, he said uh, Abbott is not a, not who he appears to be and I says oh I know I said he's one of China's best friends here in his governor's position and he said yes I mean, it's becoming operationalized with with Mexico and Sam has gone into painstaking detail how the four northern states of Mexico the worst being Tamalusa with under uh, uh, Debaca uh, they are in opposition to AMLO. Uh, there could be a civil war in Mexico. Uh, these are homes of the cartel. That means that China has a huge say in the opposition that's forming against Mexico City because uh, AMLO is trying to separate from China as much as possible. And he's resisting their takeover attempts for uh, oil and silver and so forth. So, so, Susan, what we're looking at here is he showed me a document that gives some credence, not full admission, but some credence to the notion 
that Texas will secede on fake issues from the government where it looks like uh, Biden's forcing Texas out, and then they will align with the four northern states. But it's really just a plot to destabilize America through secession, and that DeSantis will play a similar role as will Yunkin and Virginia, and there's probably others. I've been told Ducey in Arizona and uh, Grisham in um, um, Mexi- uh, New Mexico. And then, of course, uh, you always have the CalExit movement in California, where California has already tried to get out of the union unsuccessfully, and uh, they could join in with this too. So there, there is. Uh, Sam just was concerned about the four states and Texas. I have looked at things you and I have discussed, and I said, I think this goes bigger. I think it's California, it's Florida, and it's Virginia at minimum. You want to take this ball and run with it? Sure. Um, I I think you are correct. Um, One of the Rothschild goals is to destabilize the United States and also to break it up. But I I think your characterization of of what might happen, I think, um, is consistent with that. Um, Now, California was um, originally um, established by the Vatican through its uh, um, merchants, you know, which, who are sponsored by um, the Spanish and, and European Catholic monarchs. So they established their um, their ports uh, um, in California and were able to um, shore up their their commercial and political influence there before um, California entered the Union. Um, Arizona is a key Rothschild state, and I think as you know, we've discussed before. Um, the Vatican is ultimately controlled by the Rothschilds, um, who also control the city of London, who in turn control the United States, and are, are trying to um, drive this uh, new world order in, in, into, um, into into reality. Um, Arizona, uh, I believe, is about uh, it, it's a very it's a key uh, um, Rothschild controlled state. Um, I believe three quarters of the territory, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, falls under the jurisdiction of federally recognized Indian tribes. Um, and these were established for, for the sole purpose of shoring up um, mineral and, and oil rights for the Rothschilds, for the Vatican. Um, the, uh, the effort was um, uh, driven by, by the Rockefellers. Um, so, of, of course, um, you know, given that they were, they were pushing... Um, uh, land acquisition. Like they are trying to acquire mineral, like water rights, um, mineral rights, um, acquire land resources through the, the tribes under the pretext of helping Indians. Um, the Keatings Five scandal, uh, which um, uh, was based upon, it was originated in Indian country, was based upon um, extending loans to those who could not afford to pay them and then bailing out the banks when the loans inevitably went bad. Uh, uh, Charles Keating uh, was um, very close to uh, Mother Teresa, who who worked with the Vatican, uh, performing charity of of dubious merit, but she was working with the Vatican. Um, Arizona has given rise to um, the Udall dynasty, to McCain, the Udalls were involved with uh, shoring up um, wealth for uh, the Indian tribes, which in turn um, uh, helped capitalize uh, the casinos, which have capitalized big business. And these were the um, this provided the funding for um, the mergers and acquisitions departments of Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, BlackRock. Eventually, you know Vanguard, like where they're they're plundering our assets. 
Um, Arizona was also the um, uh, the home of Barry Goldwater, a principled conservative who wasn't so principled after all because he uh, he prevented any investigation to the missing gold. You know, after Kissinger uh, arranged for um, our gold to be tr- transferred out of uh, Fort Knox. Um, uh, as part of this you know, new growing uh, interdependence. So um, Arizona is a, a very important state in, in the wider Rothschild vision for the United States. It is on the home of InQtel, which I believe is the private equity arm of the CIA. Um, the CIA is one of uh, many, uh, one of a group of intelligence networks, including the Mossad, uh, KGB, uh, you know, former KGB, uh, among others, which ultimately acquire intelligence that serves the, the Vatican and, and the Rothschilds. So InQtel is their uh, private equity arm. Um, there is a very strong uh, um, uh, technocratic agenda that has originated uh, in some of these different uh, universities within um, Arizona, some of which have a Rothschild on the board. Um, they are working with um, with Texas, and I believe that um, Elon Musk was recruited to Texas by uh, Ted Cruz and a few others um, who are you know Zionists and ultimately uh, you know work on behalf to advance the uh, the Rothschild agenda. Um, so you have you know the, the Arizona and Texas connection. Uh, Texas, of course, is the home of the Bush family, you know, the, the Bush oil dynasty, with uh, Bush being one of the um, the architects of the New World Order and of this China agenda of you know of elevating communist China to, to preside over a tyrannical New World Order while reducing the United States to a bankrupt welfare state. So you've got the Bush oil oil dynasty within uh, uh, Arizona, uh, but Texas. And in turn, there's also a Texas-Florida link. Um, the Florida link is that um, uh, Jupiter Island, which is within five miles of Mar-a-Lago, um, was the headquarters and the foundation of the national security state that was established by um, Av- Avril Harriman, uh, who laundered money for the Nazis during uh, World War II. He funded the, um, the Skull and Bone Society, which was is- instrumental in creating uh, communist China with Yale University. Um, and it was through Jupiter Island which uh, that Avril Harriman recruited the Bush family members, began to kind of nurse this uh, eugenics movement uh, uh, in concert with Yale University, which was to be at, at the um, like a linchpin for this new world order. Like they wanted um, population control and eliminating what they call the useless eaters um, in order to, you know, to establish a um, you know a, a new world order with themselves as you know presiding over this. So the, the technocratic agenda, um, which involves tracking and tracing each individual to limit our energy consumption, to limit our activity, uh, was created out of, um, uh, it's being, uh, it was launched at the, at the end of World War II as silent weapons for quiet wars. It's being created and, and driven out of, um, out of the city of London through a group called um, Kinetech, uh, Q-I-N-E-T-Q, with you know, it, which means that the, uh, in which the queen holds the golden share. Uh, so this is an agenda uh, that is like where they're pushing this technocratic agenda. Um, they work very closely with uh, Carlisle Group, and we know that Youngkin, that are now you know the governor of uh, oh, Virginia, is yeah. you know is with the Carlisle. So you've got these different states kind of working together. Um, 
they, they appear to be, you know, uh, serving the conservative, the patriot movement, the freedom movement, but they're actually they're actually advancing this Rothschild tyranny. Wow! So, so they are Trojan horses. They are Trojan horses, correct? We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time you know i don't know how she figures into this i have an idea but i have done eight exposés in the last seven or eight months on tulsi gabbard and tulsi gabbard she's a hindu which i don't have a problem with hindus i'm just saying she's not who she appears to be she's pro-abortionist extreme pro-gun confiscation extreme and all of a sudden now she's going on fox news pretending to be a conservative in defense of the first amendment um i i look at this as one of two possibilities for her to to ascend to power or to influence who becomes winners in future elections let me give you an example I think she might be leading a third-party breakaway from the Democrats, but also draw Republicans because of her fake conservatism. And not mm-hmm. to win an election, 
but to pull enough votes away from Republicans that the Democrats retain power. That's my number one theory. My number two theory about her is that Joe goes away pretty soon um, in the 25th Amendment. Kamala Harris appoints her. Uh, Kamala Harris is deeply compromised in the Jesse Smollett deal, and she is forced to resign, uh, even though they may not make it a public scandal. And Tulsi becomes the president to carry out the agenda. I mean, those are two scenarios I've come up with, and it's very reminiscent in my mind as she becomes a third-party candidate of what happened with Taft and Teddy Roosevelt and how Woodrow Wilson was able to ascend to power, and he never could have had the Republicans not split their own vote. That, that's very true. It, um, in a similar vein, um, Gerald Ford was able to become president without ever having been elected you know, to, to that office. Um, I, you know, through, through Watergate. I, I think. Um, but do you think that Tulsi Gabbard has sufficient national prominence to be selected you know, for such a position? I think she can rally the Democratic Party because mm-hmm. she's everything right now in appearance that Joe Biden is not. True. That's true. And I think that that could be it. And Fox News is giving her a platform. And that she spoke at CPAC, which I find unbelievable, but I understand the head of CPAC took, might have taken a bribe. That's the allegation to allow her to speak. 183000 dollars is what I've been told. Do you know who gave her that money? No. Person said, if I tell you, I won't be alive tomorrow. Interesting. I don't know if that's true. I mean, that's that's nothing. I'm not going to take these facts to the bank with regard to paying off CPAC. But how the hell does someone like Tulsi Gabbard speak at CPAC? Can you imagine if she got up and said, yeah, I'm uh, for abortion under the most extreme conditions. And, and I want to take your guns. Because these are all positions that she's taken in the past. And she trained in Klaus Schwab's uh, Global Leadership Program. She has belonged to various socialist organizations. This is all stuff I've exposed in the past. So I I don't believe they just flipped a switch and somehow she became a magical conservative. She's she's also a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Yep. Um, I I know that... um, CPAC was funded uh, during the Trump administration in part by Google. Google is also now uh, funding the Heritage Foundation, which used to be staunchly conservative. Um, they've taken, I guess, more liberal positions in recent years. And um, Google is the parent company of YouTube, which has deplatformed a lot of conservatives. So that they are moving more towards the left to be more in line with this you know, globalist, you know, liberal agenda. Are, are we looking at a second tier of people to prevent any rise in populism and they're managing the rise in populism through fake uh, Trojan horse candidates? That's a good question. Um, I know that um, I think Justin Trudeau has banned the sale of, of weapons, and I'm wondering whether they might try to do the same here, um, given that there were at least... 12 um, uh, mass shootings over the Memorial Day weekend. Um, I, I don't know that they're, they are afraid of the people because they are engineering food shortages and, and gas shortages and making um, home ownership prohibitively expensive. I mean, they're crushing the middle class. They're crushing small businesses. Um, I, I think that um, in a helpless state, the, the American people will not be able to fight back effectively. So... 
I, I, I don't know that that, that but I, I'm sure that, that there are there are Trojan horses who um, maybe who are trying to appease uh, the the people or who are inspiring the American people to look to them for leadership since they feel that they don't have the power within themselves to to fight back. Interesting. So that's the um, I'm so disheartened because there is no one fighting for the American people. Not in. I agree. Yeah. I mean, this is this is not this is what I want the audience to understand where I'm coming from. This is very discouraging because we have no one we can throw our weight behind. Nobody. They're all controlled, and I'm not surprised. Listen, I'm not surprised. I'm just saddened at the totality of control. I, I am saddened too. Uh, however, um, I, I think this should be um, a, a learning moment for the American people that they, they must look to themselves to empower themselves uh, through God to take back their country. Um, if I understood correctly, I think I read uh, an article by Anna Von Wright, I don't have the date in front of me, but she had written that um, Jacob Rothschild, the, the patriarch of the Rothschild family, um, purchased the debt of the United States. So essentially the Rothschild's control control the rogue organization that is the, the federal government. So I think if Amer- if the American people can you know reclaim their um, their constitutional rights and, and protections um, and begin to kind of mobilize, we should be able to remove this rogue organization from our, our soil because they don't control you know the republic. They control the, the corporation that con- um, which contracts directly with the Vatican and which in turn is imposing this tyrannical agenda upon us. Yeah, but um, such a movement would require a, a, a basis in leadership. True, and we, we don't have that. We have nothing. We have nothing. You know, do you agree with this statement that if the Republicans really wanted to, particularly in the Senate, they could have blocked and certainly greatly slowed down the Democratic agenda? Um, I, I don't, because the federal government now is a corporation. So our elected officials are not so much elected as they are employees within that corporation. So they serve the global agenda and not we the people. Their, their viability as political candidates depends upon their ability to um, advance that agenda. And if they're unsuccessful, they will be re- will be removed. Yeah. I yeah. Okay. So I'm recovering here from my disappointment. Um, you mentioned in our pre-air discussion about Inkitel. Mm-hmm. I know something about that here in Arizona, but do you, do you want to talk to the people about uh, why Inkitel is important in our discussion? Uh, sure. Um, so, uh, at the end of, of World War II, um, an agenda was launched. Um, it was called Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Uh, this is the, the overarching um, technocratic agenda, which aspires to um, identify, track, trace, and control 
each a human being on on Earth and to like limit their, their movements, limit their energy expenditure, essentially to maximize the profits for the elite, maximize the output, the labor uh, for those people, and to keep them at a level of existence um, in which they can maximize their output while minimize their own personal profits and their own personal empowerment. So they the people are to be, to be relegated to like a, a servant class. Um, the agenda was discovered um, on an IBM printer. Um, IBM has been you know, very key to advancing this agenda. Um, and uh, the agenda has been pushed, um, you know, through, uh, you know, I guess in concert with the federal government. You know, we funded a lot of it, you know, through the military. We've um, applied the R&D um, uh, into the, um, the wider markets. Um, and... Uh, I think that you know they are moving towards kind of advancing this agenda, and um, InQtel is the private equity arm of that. So it, it I guess it, it, it likely receives a lot of federal funding um, to advance um, the technocracy, and it's being done on behalf of you know the um, of the Rothschild family. Um, you know, the, again, you have a Q uh, in that name. The Q um, it may, in this case, I know in many others, it does. The Q refers to the Queen's golden share, meaning the the, um, the British monarchy um, would have a controlling uh, role within that company, with the monarchy ultimately being controlled by the Rothschilds and the Vatican. So it's they're, they're, it's a, the private equity arm of the CIA and, and of this wider technocratic agenda. Wow. Here's what I know about it. The uh, leader of Arizona State University, the president, is Michael Crow. Does that name mean anything to you? Um, was he he was was he involved with Facebook or leadership technologies? CIA. Possibly? CIA. Okay. And yes, there was some media linkages, but he was deeply enmeshed in Inkutel. Mm-hmm. Does not surprise me. No. And uh, this is how complete our takeover is here in Arizona, and this is true across the country. So, folks, what I'm telling you here about Arizona applies to your state in one form or another. Our governor has definitive ties to Arizona. They made his business what it is, uh, Stone Cold Creamery. In a 2017 address to the National Governors Association, very public meeting, he said to the Chinese, and I'll paraphrase, we love doing business with China and Arizona. We, they, they need our um, rare earth minerals for their military. I couldn't think of a worse thing to say if you were a loyal American. And uh, he has kowtowed to China every step of the way. He's done nothing about the border that's meaningful, which China is partly behind the destabilization. And that's not just him. Then you have Jack Sellers, who at the time of the election, and this is stuff I uncovered as a result of my election fraud investigation, um, he was on a group, uh, one of the leaders of a group, that brought Chinese sister cities to the metropolitan area in Phoenix, to the suburbs and so forth. Every university, all the utilities have strong Chinese connections. Um, <laughs> I could go on and on. But you get where I'm going with this. Um, we have been taken over, hopelessly taken over. These people are outnumbered by us, but they control all the centers of power. Do you agree with that? 
I, I do agree with that. Um, I think that this agenda was launched uh, at the end of the Clinton administration and, and when they brought China into the, the World Trade Organization. And then they, they had corporate America uh, then began to try to, you know, to shore up its markets within China. And in turn, they created partnerships with, with the United States. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that China also controls a number of our ports. Uh, Long Beach, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I tell you, this is all coming together. Let's go back to the Carlisle group for a second to bring in Yunkin is someone who may cause his state to leave in a secessionist movement to help weaken America. How does Yunkin and Carlisle factor into all this? Um the, the Carlisle group, uh would you like like some historical context of how they came into being or or just how I know Car- Carlisle has been blocking um, efforts at reform. Um, they were created um, out of um, uh, tax loopholes that were established for the, the um, Alaskan Eskimos to allow the natives there some level of economic parity. So after um, um, vast pools of, of oil uh, were discovered in, in Prudhon Bay. Um, the um, uh, Nixon put the kibosh, or not Nixon, but Kissinger uh, under Nixon put the kibosh on on development of that oil, which would have rendered us um, uh, um, en- uh, energy independent for hundreds of years. And of course, if you're energy independent, um, you don't have to um, rely upon you know foreign interests for, for your oil, and you would not be um, uh, you, would, you would not be inclined to enter into like a, a new world order um, state of state of dependency, you know, to acquire you know, your resources from other uh, other countries. Um, so um, once he uh, he put the kibosh on the development of our oil, um, he helped. He worked with oil companies to develop oil in Saudi Arabia. Um, he then facilitated um, arrangements for the Saudis to uh, to. To purchase our gold, you know, which was stolen out of Fort Knox, um, in turn we were taken off off the gold standard. Um, in turn, launching you know the fiat currency. So, um, the Carlisle Group um, was established in, in the. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. In the middle of this, it was, um, uh, that they had, um, that the, uh, the founders, uh, began to take advantage of, um, incentives that were offered to, uh, the, um, to the, to the Eskimos. Um, they, uh, sold tax liabilities, uh, from, from those, um, uh, tribes, um, through their, their Alaska Native corporations, um, on the market, generating, uh, millions of dollars. They then were able to turn uh, government contracting and cronyism, like political cronyism, into a cottage industry, generating um, billions of dollars um, at the taxpayers' expense. So the Carlisle Group, um, the, the foundations were laid uh, by the Office of Economic Opportunity within the Nixon administration. Um, this 
was um, a group that uh, helped establish um, entitlements within um, Indian country during uh, uh, the administration of Lyndon Baines Johnson. Um, during the, the Nixon administration, um, the OEO was headed by um, Donald Rumsfeld um, and his assistant, Dick Cheney, uh, and, and uh, to lay the foundations for um, government contracting within Indian country. Um, the Carlisle Group was among to take advantage of, of those opportunities. Um, in turn, you had a um, revolving door of neoconservatives connected to the Bushes, Rumsfeld, um, James Baker, um, who traded access for political power and profits. So they were able to generate... Um, uh, government contracts, particularly uh, military contracts um, that were sole source, meaning they were non-compete um, for unlimited monetary amounts, given that the Indians were characterized by the Small Business Administration as being underprivileged, and they were able to use the Eskimos and uh, um, Native American Indian tribes as front groups for um, government contractors, military contractors, generating untold fortunes for themselves. So the Carlisle Group was among the first um, private equity firms uh, to kind of exploit <laughs> exploit access for for profits. Uh, many others have followed, um, and given their um, their close affiliation with with the Bush clan, um, among other uh, political elites, they are driving the agenda um, uh, for China. You know that was launched at the end of World War II. That is to elevate communist China to leader of the New World Order while reducing the United States to a bankrupt welfare state. So they were a key driver. They are a key driver in that agenda. They're also uh, working to to block any meaningful efforts at reform. So the fact that um, Glenn Youngkin, um, you know, who I guess held a, um, a very prominent leadership position within the Carlisle Group, was elected uh, governor of, of Virginia, or, or is currently serving as governor of, of Virginia. I think you know that you have the kind of a globalist agenda working within that state now, with on, on but under the pretext of um, you know advancing freedom and and patriotism when they're actually doing the opposite. I'm not surprised at this. I'm I'm really not. Um, what do you see that? Have, have I lost you? No, you haven't. I'm taking all this in. This is incredible. <clears throat> You're filling in so many gaps. It's unbelievable. And I, I'm hopeful that everyone in the audience is able to keep up on what we're doing uh, here and what we're saying. The um, the takeover is so complete. Let, let me just tell you what I've been told a couple of times. I don't want to identify the agencies because uh, I'm protecting identities, and this would be a needless disclosure. But I've had two people tell me one was in intelligence and the other was in just a federal agency, non-intelligence. And they both were told the same thing by supervisors in a meeting. The Basically, the infiltration of every government agency is complete. Get on board with what's going on or get out. Do you know anything about this? Uh, it seems to be a universal message that's going on to federal employees at a significant level. Um, now, if, if you understand that the federal government exists currently, as it exists currently, is color of law, so it's um, a fraudulent construct. Um, it is pretending to be a republic and an actual government when it, when it is, in fact, a private corporation. So... Um, all of the federal government and its agencies 
are all corporations that contract through the Vatican. So the Vatican, which is run by the Rothschilds, is setting the marching orders for what the government must do. Um, I think this is why the um, federal employees cannot and will will not do anything that is contrary you know, to to the to this agenda, to the wider agenda. Is there any recourse for the people? Um, I would I would like to believe that the people can reclaim their constitutional rights and kind of opt out of the system um, by acquiring. Um, I think it's, it's is it called um, uh, becoming a, becoming a state national. I, I think you'd want to. Um, perhaps uh, research Anna von Wrights and some of the work that, sh- that she has done. Um, I have also documented um, a lot of the fraud that these people have perpetrated. And I'd like to believe that if we have any um, honest uh, um, attorneys, judges, prosecutors, investigators, um, forensics accountants, if they could look at the material that I have published um, with regards to the fraud within Indian country, within Florida, with, within you know the um, behind the scenes of the Abramoff investigation, that we can expose what these people have done and prosecute them because um, they've there there really are just a few people controlling this entire agenda, and if you're able to kind of expose it and um, potentially. Uh, uh, block it or even prosecute some of some of the wrong do, wrongdoers I think you will you would be able to derail the agenda how do you get to that point though the courts aren't totally compromised but they're largely compromised um, according to Anna von Wright uh, and this is you know, her message and not mine um, as of 2013 um, the attorneys and, and judges no longer have to um, answer to the the crown um, or the temple bar that, that they can um, they can adjudicate and, and uh, pursue law in accordance with the, with the constitution and in service of the American people. So I think we may have to look towards our attorneys to you know, take some you know meaningful action on our behalf. And and would that involve citizen grand juries? I don't know that you would necessarily have to have a common uh, law court, but I, I would not be opposed to um, to grand juries. I think the information should be brought forth in a public forum and before the people. I think the people should be able to weigh in, in on you know decisions. Um, okay, I'm processing this out here. Um, one of the things I've been advocating to my audience, and this is related, not the same thing, but it is related. I've been saying there's probably not a dozen people that we can trust that are in the House and the Senate that are Republicans. They're rhinos to various degrees. And we need to focus on unelecting almost all Republicans in the primary process with newcomers. Not that it necessarily will guarantee a better result, but it's kind of like shooting a flare in the sky, hoping you get noticed. What do you think about that idea? And by the way, I'm critical of it myself. Um, 
It's an interesting idea. Um, I would wonder whether they could get elected in, in today's um, political system. I think they would have to have the support of, of lobbyists and, and other fundraisers, given that the elites control um, the media. Um, they might. I think they, they would be facing an uphill battle. Um, but I, I would like to see more uh, genuine patriots, you know, working within the federal government, because I think they they could, um, you know, throw a wrench in the works, or maybe bring some bring truth to the American people um, and begin to expose the lies. I don't know how influential they would be, but I think that they would be um, they would serve the purpose of maybe um, preventing the agenda from going forward and, and maybe helping helping to raise awareness among the American people. What does Susan recommend we do, or are we past the point of no return? That's a, a very good question. Um, I, and I come from a family of, of lawyers, so my inclination would be to do things lawfully. And, and as I've said, we are existing under color of law governments. Um, I, I think we need to expose the fraud, act on that, that knowledge, and, and take our, uh, our power back. Um, I believe that we have a greater chance um, to influence decision-making at the local level. So I would encourage um, the, the wider American public, uh, the people at home, to, uh, to get involved with their local governments, to, um, to voice their concerns, uh, to follow where the money is going, how it is being spent, what actions are being taken on their behalf, and, and to ensure you know, some level of count- accountability, you know, that they are doing uh, the people's work and that they're not succumbing, succumbing uh, to uh, political influence, uh, potentially bribes and, and other uh, forms of, of coercion and incentives um, from, from the shadow elite. Yeah, that's the key right there. That, that's that's the key. Must, uh, you, 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 mm-hmm. That's the key right there. You just put your finger on it, and I don't know. See, to me, a, a really good talk show host here in Phoenix that was number one in the market, and he asked for proof of weapons of mass destruction and got taken off the air. And this was during the Iraq War, and he was number one. He had propelled his station from, like, number five to number one in the market, and they got rid of it. They just said, you're done. And and um, I, I just think the control is so complete that maybe what he advised, this talk show host named Charles Goyette, he advised adaptation is the order of the day. We can no longer beat them. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about that? That's a very um, painful pill to swallow. I, I, I don't want to believe that we have no power. You know that that our future is hopeless. Um, you know, that we you know we have no no options. Um, I I think I think there are, are ways to push back, and I think we need to to find out what their vulnerabilities are, and, and then apply pressure to those pressure points. What would you recommend if you were advising the movement? How would you do that? How would you bring pressure? Um, because right now people like myself get greatly censored or shadow banned at minimum we're canceled at maximum how, how do we do that um, I think we uh, we still have 
freedom of speech. I mean, you are you have a, a platform, um, and I, I think we are going to have to to network with each other and pull together as a, as a people, perhaps informally. And I think the fact that we don't have um, a, a prominent national leader might be a good thing because once movements acquire such leadership, uh, they tend to be infiltrated. So I, I think we need to um, empower ourselves with knowledge. And then once we have clarity on exactly how this takeover is happening, we can then forge um, practical solutions and, and, and push back. I, I think a lot of um, the, the coercion that is being imposed upon us, I think it's being, again, it's being done through, through fraud, through, through color of law governments, um, who really don't have any such authority, and they're applying a lot of, of psychological pressure on us you know, to get us to capitulate. So I think we need to remain strong within our power, take those steps that we need to, um, to protect ourselves, to provide for ourselves and, and each other, make sure that we're not caught up in the divide-and-conquer rhetoric, you know, where they continue to try to pit us against each other. Um, and um, I, I do believe that there is some hope uh, through the courts because of the fraud that they have committed against us is so massive, and it's all been documented. Um, and if we can um, bring the fraud to light, we can uh, reveal that they are illegitimate, and if they're illegitimate, they have no power or authority um, to do what they're doing, and ultimately they are relying upon our compliance. Um, you can't really comply with, with a government that doesn't have the right to, to, do what, to do what it's doing or requesting of us. Interesting. I, I do agree with what you're saying, and I think uh, legally you're correct, but we're not following any legalities. L- let me just give you one small example. Uh, okay. Biden's trying to sign us on to this pandemic treaty with who? It's illegal. Mm-hmm. Number one, he did not get the two-thirds vote of the Senate for the approval of a treaty that's required by the Constitution. So when he got questioned on that, he said, well, it's an amendment to an earlier treaty. Well, that still means you have to again reevaluate and vote again on that treaty, because you've changed it fundamentally. And and uh, they're just ignoring the law. And he thinks he can dictate uh, the suspension of oil leases uh, with absolutely no oversight, just his say-so by abusing executive orders to take the place of Congress. I could go on and on. You get where I'm going. He's assumed dictatorial powers in violation of the Constitution. How do, how do you overcome something like that? Well, I, I think um, my understanding is that um, in 1999, there was a bankruptcy reorganization in which the Vatican seized control. So from that point onward, um, we no longer had um, a, a working constitution um, or a, a federal government to answer to us. It was ultimately controlled by, by the Vatican. Um, the Rothschilds have uh, purchased our debt. They are now contracting through the Vatican and then charging us for the services that, that they're providing for us. Um, the Federal Reserve was um, merged with the uh, Department of Treasury, which ensures that any decisions, decisions that are made uh, with regards to finances, uh, to our economy, are, um, are, can be politically influenced. Um, and ultimately, um, the, uh, the Treasury Department contracts with the IMF which um, ultimately answers to the United Nations. So you have the United Nations um, dictating, uh, 
you know, di- dictating our, our policy. And of course, they're, they're going to impose, you know, they are working towards imposing uh, Agenda uh, 2030 and, you know, this, this new, new world order tyranny. So I, I think we have to um, kind of explore how, how the, the, um, the government was taken from us. And then to see was that that legitimate? Did, did were the actions that they took legal? No, they weren't. And then to figure out how we can then reclaim that power. And and I, I think that um, our power really lies in, in education. We have to kind of learn more of precisely how they did this, and then also to educate um, the American people. And I think we have the numbers on our side. And, and again, you know, they are operating under color of law, but they do have the ability to act as dictators uh, because the federal government is a corporation uh, with Biden serving as the CEO of that corporation. So he, ha- he has the right to, to impose his agenda. And I think, as you may know, uh, they have um, established um, their corporate law within the United States such that every uh, – person, unless they've corrected their status, is in fact a corporation which is bound by corporate law that is dictated by the federal government, um, and uh, corporations don't have any uh, constitutional protections. So I think we need to kind of correct our status, you know, um, and uh, to ensure that we are people of the land and um, not corporations, and I think there are... um, uh, tools and resources online that will help people do that yeah but i think you have to have an organization of effort and to do that you'd have to have a national figure or figures leading the way where would they come from in your mind um i believe that um, anna von reitz is one and um, i believe that she has set up uh, national assemblies throughout the country. So I'm, I'm not involved with any any of these national assemblies, but um, my understanding is that she does have a, a national movement, like a na- yeah, national infrastructure. Um, and um, I believe that, um, according to you know some of the articles that she has written, um, some of those assemblies have uh, negotiated with the Vatican um, uh, in such a way that they have. Uh, pushed back against the mandatory uh, mandatory vaccinations so they, they are taking power back for the people and i think maybe we need to put our emphasis or put our energies into supporting um the, these uh, state assemblies okay what about inside the government is there anybody we could point to that says we think they're sincere um i think the government as an institution um it has been set up in such a way that that even if uh, an individual were sincere within within that body, I don't think they could um, they could do much much to, to change course. Okay, again, well, they're employees I, I for a corporation. Go I ahead. agree with you within the system. I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, they'd be swimming uphill. But Correct. what about someone who would have a name that could be see Anna von Wright's. Uh, I know who she is. I know I'm somewhat familiar with her work, but the average American is not. And so there has to be a unifying, unifying figure, a symbolic figure, um, not all powerful, but someone who most people would identify with. Is there such a person out there? And I think those that person would have to come from within the political structure to have name recognition. Um. I'd like to, to offer this. What do you think about having a, um, 
a, a radio or, or a television host, I think, may, uh, serve as that figure. Because I think for for decades now, a, a number a number of um, conservative and, and freedom loving um, commentators and, and broadcasters have have been raising the alarm and, and have um, offered solutions. I think they also have the name recognition. I mean, you're certainly one of those people. No, 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 no. I don't know if, you, I don't know if you're nationally, but you and there are well, others. I mean, like, um, it's not that, yeah. okay, listen, my podcast is done really well. I'm not going to brag about ratings, but it's done really well. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point. I, I am not the guy. I'm the guy that can bring people like you in and explore meaningful solutions to problems after we identify them but i'm not the guy to lead us out of the wilderness i'm not that guy um you know you have to know your strengths and weaknesses and um i'm a good rabble rouser i don't think i'd be a good political leader and i don't think my leadership skills and coaching would carry over here so i'd have to say no but i would support someone who would fit that bill but there needs to be a counter movement. Well, let me ask you this because we're almost out of time and we're just getting started. Um, inside, to me, any type of resistance against this communist takeover of our government is spearheaded in the name of Biden. Notice my choice of words, in the name of Biden. Um, any type of resistance would have to come within the military. Civilian resistance, other than withdrawing from the system as much as you can, uh, is absolutely meaningless. Well, you know, America was built by individualists. Um, you know, there's like the freedom and power of the individual. Um, and I think our power, again, is through God, not to sound pride or to make, pla- you know, to achieve well, you, you but, have a captive audience when you say that. I agree with you. <laughs> and um, I think rather than look towards a leader, I think we should look to ourselves and, and maybe even look, look to God and, and to allow him our, our, our the almighty um, our creator to kind of guide uh, to guide and inspire our um, our decisions on, on an individual and, and um, you know, uh, piecemeal basis I, I think um, there may not be an overarching plan I think if we, if we did have if such a leader were to emerge he or she might likely be assassinated um, I think the movement would be infiltrated. So perhaps we need to look at um, what we can do individually and to network with um, you know, with people and family members and others within our communities. Wow. It's just a thought. No, listen, I hear what you're saying, and I agree about the assassination situation. I really do. Um, Wow. Amazing. Um, I want to take a minute here because we're going to have to, we're going to follow up on another topic because you've written a really good book. And uh, we're going to have you back, and I'll contact you after we're off air. Uh, I want to explore the topics that are in your book. And uh, I I think there's some confluence here in direction with what we're talking about today. But um, I definitely want to have you back soon. uh, But I want to give people a place to go right now where they can follow what you do. Thank you. Uh, thank you um, for that, Dave. My, uh, my website is www.susanbradford.org. Um, so there, that's my presence on, on the Internet with a few links to, to books okay. and other materials. <laughs> and what will they find when they're there at susanbradford.org? Um, they will find um, links to my books. I've taken down um, a number of my articles, um, so those are, are gone. But they'll also find my contact information and also some bi- biographical information if they're interested. Um, and there, there is a, a way for them to contact me if they would like. 
Okay. I think that's really good. That's so good that people can uh, drop you a note here because we have explored some very disturbing topics today. The um, When I got the message that we'd been infiltrated uh, across every agency, and if you don't like it, get out, employees, um, I was really disturbed. And now after doing this show with you, I completely understand the mentality behind this uh, and and how accurate that statement probably is. I'm not giving up. I know you're not. And I want to thank you for coming on, and I'll be in touch with you in just a little while. Okay. Thank you so much, Dave. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Take care.